Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week, we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high-frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Difference between blends and digraphs? I know that I didn't know this when I was growing up. When I was taught to read, I was not taught these phonics rules and I was not explicitly taught the difference between blends and digraphs. So it's not something that I learned until I became a teacher. Something like this, knowing the difference between blends and digraphs, can be really helpful not only for reading but also for spelling and when we're teaching our little ones how to read. We want them to know this information right from the beginning so that they are able to be more fluent readers and spellers. In case you don't know me, my name is Erin. I'm from littlesoflearning.com. I'm a former classroom teacher. I'm also a tutor and a sub, and I spend my days teaching parents and other teachers how to teach literacy correctly, starting with these important phonics rules, like the difference between blends and digraphs. So in today's video, I will explain the difference, and I'm also going to share with you the most common digraphs that are usually taught in kindergarten. That way, if your little one is entering kindergarten, or if they're currently in kindergarten, you're going to know some of the expectations that their teacher might have for them in order to know how we want them to progress in their reading development. So let's back up for one second. The English language is made up of about 44 speech sounds, but we only have 26 letters of our alphabet. So that means we don't have a one-to-one correspondence. Not every letter is representing one speech sound. It would be much easier if that were the case, but English is not made up that way. We have to use these 26 letters to spell 44 different speech sounds. So sometimes we have two letters that come together to represent one speech sound, and that's what we call a digraph. So we will have two letters, They're no longer representing their original sounds. When they are next to each other in a word, they are now representing this new speech sound. So for example, in the word chip, we're gonna pull apart the sounds in that word to figure out how to spell it. So this is how I would help my students. Okay, let's tap out the sounds in chip. Ch, I, P, chip. Three sounds in that word. Ch, chip. We know there are three sounds, but look, there are four letters. That's because ch is representing the sound ch. Ch is a digraph. So three sounds, even though we have four letters, because we have a digraph chip. So now let's say I want my little one to spell the word clip. I'm going to have them pull apart the sounds in that word. Have him write it down. And I have the word 
clip. Now, if I look at this, I have four letters and I have four speech sounds. K, l, i, p. That's because there's no digraph in this word. What I have is called a blend, also known as a consonant cluster. Right here, I have the letters C and L next to each other. Those letters are next to each other and they are each keeping their original sound. We have k, l, i, p, clip. So they are keeping their original sound. That's why this is a blend compared to this, which is a digraph, because ch is one speech sound. C and H are not keeping their original sounds. They are working together to represent the ch sound. So that's why we need to understand the difference between digraphs and blends. It's very important in both our reading and our spelling for our little ones to understand the difference and to know that we are using these letters to represent the 44 speech sounds. That's what reading and writing is, representing our speech with these letters. So now I wanna take you through the most common digraphs that are taught usually in kindergarten, at least according to the program that I use. Not all kindergarten programs are going to teach these digraphs, but I want you to understand where your little one is going. If they're still in preschool or pre-K, I want you to know what's coming next. And if they're already out of kindergarten in first grade, I want you to know what digraphs they are expected to have mastered so that they can be strong readers and spellers. As we go through these digraphs, I'm gonna show you whether the digraph comes at the beginning of the word, the end of the word, or possibly both. Some come at both the beginning and the end. All right, so our first one we just talked about, C-H-ch, as in chip, can come at the beginning of the word or the end of the word, as in lunch. The next one, S-H-ch, can come at the beginning of the word, like ship, or the end of the word like wish. Our next one is very special. TH represents two sounds depending on whether our voice box is on or off. So if our voice box is on, it can only be at the beginning of the word as in this. But if our voice box is off, it can be at the beginning or the end of the word like so that could be thought or sloth. It's really important that you teach TH both ways with our voice box on and our voice box off so that our little ones know how to flex that sound so they can make sure that they are making it correctly in words. Our next one, we have WH. This is only at the beginning of a word, like in whistle. Now where I'm from, we pronounce W-H the same as we pronounce W, W. But it might sound a little bit different where you're from, depending on accents. Our next one, we have P-H. And P-H can come at the beginning or end of a word. And it represents as in phone or graph. Then we have CK. CK only comes at the end of a word after a short vowel. So it also might be in the middle of a word if you have a multisyllabic word, but it's going to come at the end after a short vowel. 
Now, some programs are going to teach these next two sounds and some won't, and that's okay. We have at the end of a word, N-G. And this represents ng, like at the end of ring and sing. NG is actually one of our nasal sounds. We have three nasal sounds in English, and those are sounds that we need air going through our nose in order to make the sound. So our sounds are M, N, and Ng. We need air going through our nose to make all of those sounds. Now, the last one I wanted to show you, it has the sound Ng, and then it has a K sound. So it actually is represented with NK, but this represents NK, like in think, NK. We have it with NK. Now that's not going to be taught in all programs, but that is taught in the one that I use, I love, because it's really setting my kids up for success to understand how these digraphs work not only the most common ones, but also some that are going to be a little bit less common, like ng and ng. I hope this information was helpful for you today. I think understanding digraphs is most helpful when we are teaching our little ones how to spell because we want them to be able to pull apart the sounds in the word and tap those sounds out. And we want them to know that a digraph is representing a speech sound, even though it's two letters. So when they hear ch, they'll know it's one sound or Shh, they'll know it's one sound, even though it's spelled with two letters. And that way, when they hear a consonant cluster or a blend, like in the word stop, they're gonna be able to pull those sounds apart and know that it's stop, that it's four sounds. So a lot of times kids will keep those consonant clusters, those blends together, and they'll say stop and think it's only three sounds. But if they know that is not a speech sound, then they're gonna know that they need to pull those two separated. They need to pull them apart so that we keep those individual sounds for those letters, and that way we have four letters and four sounds. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at Littles Love Learning Blog. Happy learning!